0: Making a movie physically and mentally destroys you.
1: You know, it just, it just does. It becomes such a labor of love
2: that sometimes we neglect to look at it as a business. People lock into this idea that there is a correct way to do things. There's not. There's a million ways to do it. Video has become the most effective way to get people to do something that it is you want them to do. It's time for filmmakers to get real with Jeffrey Michael Bayes. And Forrest Day Jr. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We are 31 episodes strong, <laughs> but uh, we had a little bit of an issue this week. Uh, William Dickerson was actually a guest on our show. We recorded an interview, but uh, the computer that was recording the interview um, has has crashed. And so Forrest is not able to be on the show today, and his his Macintosh computer has completely uh, bit the dust. He's lost the interview, or his half of the interview. And uh, so we'll have William Dickerson, uh, the director of No Alternative, we'll have him on the show at some point in the future. Uh, <laughs> we might be able to recover some of that interview. We'll see in the next few weeks. It was um, fascinating conversation. We talked about the casting process, selecting uh, Catherine Irby in his latest film. Of course, you might recognize her from Law & Order, and What About Bob, and a few other things. So we will try to get him back on the show at some point. Today, we are going to have Peter D. Marshall. He is a directing coach, and uh, we'll be talking with him about the casting process on Indie Films. Uh, He has some tips and tricks for when you finally get the actors together in a room and they're doing their auditions, how do you choose, as a director, who is best for the part? Uh, Sometimes can be a very uh, uh, difficult decision that can go into the wee hours of the night, uh, in my experience. Um, There's something that... uh, uh, That I also wanted to mention, um, this week, the trade war between the U.S. and China, um, which sounds like something that uh, you probably don't want to hear about, but it is affecting, or possibly could affect, according to No Film School and Craig Miritz, it could affect the prices of the filmmaking gear that you buy. Because most of the products that we use in filmmaking are made in China. For instance, video recording uh, equipment, sound recording, monitors especially, all come from China. Some light kits and, of course, cameras as well. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, prices to go up. And, uh, you know, the the tariff itself, uh, 25% increase. So that's something that we're interested in. Uh, if you see prices go up on gear that you're used to uh, to buying and using, let us know. We want to hear about it. Email us at info at Borges.com. Are you affected or do you think you will be affected by the, uh, the tariffs on Chinese uh, filmmaking products? Tweet us at Borges Film as well if you'd like to get in touch with the show. We'll be right back with Peter D. Marshall, film directing coach, right after this. That's one thing Alfred Hitchcock was really good at, creating suspense with a camera. For the last couple of years, I've been teaching Hitchcock suspense techniques at festivals like Buffalo, St. Louis, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. Filmmakers are learning easy tricks for building suspense that are so easy to implement. Now there's a way for you to get access in my new book, Suspense with a Camera. It's available in bookstores now. And don't miss our free docuseries on YouTube called Hitch 20. Peter D. Marshall is a filmmaker and film directing coach. He's been working in the motion picture and television industry for over 40 years. And he's been a television producer, a film director, first assistant director. He has a lot of good information about First AD, by the way. His directorial credits include over 30 episodes of television drama, such as John Woo's Once a Thief, Wise Guy, 21 Jump Street, the original... (laughs) The Black Stallion, and Largo Winch. So here's the interview that Forrest did on Rolling Tape with Peter D. Marshall.
1: Peter, thanks for joining me. Hello, welcome. We're going to talk about casting this time. Uh, Tell us us about the casting process through the director's point of view, and um, most people know it through the actor's point of view. Let's hear it through the director's point of view.
0: Well, there's an expression I think anyone's heard that casting is 70, 80, 90% of your movie, and it's definitely up there because without good cast, uh, it doesn't matter how good your script is or you have an Academy Award-winning cinematographer, it's not going to matter. So uh, it, cast is incredibly important. As a matter of fact, the, the three... The, the three things uh, for making a film, to me, are story. It's always story first, then it's about performance, and then it's about all the technical and cinematic. So story is always first, and, and, and now performance is always second. Casting is something that is very difficult to do because we all have different opinions on people. And I've seen casting sessions, everything from Los Angeles to Vancouver and Toronto into, I am in Shanghai is where I am right now. And casting is a very difficult process. And I always think about it as the, the iceberg. So we know the tip of the iceberg is this much and below the iceberg is all of this. Well, there's only these so many actors that usually get chosen and over and over again at the top above the line. But there's all of these people below, some very, very good people below the, the line, but below that water level that are there for you. But most directors, producers, casters don't know how to find them. And this is a really big shame. So casting is essentially the process where actors come in, obviously, to the room, they perform in front of, in front of you to camera, and then you make choices about, uh, is this the right person? So very simply, because we only have a few minutes, there's three major things that we want to look for as directors. Now there's a whole lot, there's a lot more, obviously, than three, but these are the key three. The first one when they walk into the room is, do they look the part? Obviously, by the time they open the door and get to the, where the camera is, you're going to go, oh my God, that's the person. They look the part. They look the part. So that's obviously the first physical thing, but that's not the most important thing. The next two things we want to look for are, can they take direction and do they have range? And those two are sort of put together. So the looking the, looking the part, well, they walk in the room and they're going to slate. They always do a slate. Hi, my name is Peter Marshall. I'm applying for the role of instructor, <laughs> uh, whatever it is. And then they have sides, or they're given something to read, and so they perform in front of the camera. Uh, and this is where you you say, are is, do they have performed skills? Uh, do they have range? In other words, uh, can they go from sort of uh, sort of comedy into into dramatic in the same in the same sense? Does that make any sense? And can they do it? The trick to doing that is we have to give them an adjustment. So they walk into the room. They, after introductions, they do their first piece. And then you want to give them adjustment. You want to give them, say, an objective change, change the objective, or do something different. Give them a directing note and have them do it again. And the trick, this is really the essential trick of everything in casting. It's that second time that you're going to see, do they take your note? Are they doing something different that you want? Or is it the same? And this will tell you, number one, can they take direction? Are they listening to you? And the second thing, can they? do they have range? Can they take it this way? So many auditions uh, are basically actors come in, they say it, they go, they leave the room. They don't even do an adjustment. How are you supposed to tell if they have range or not, if you don't work with them? So the key very simply for any director, low budget, big budget, doesn't matter, okay, is they come into the room, they have their piece they let them do their thing first don't give them any notes don't say okay here before you begin i'd like you to do this don't do that they they have as actors they've been having the script for a day or a week whatever it is they're coming in with a character good actors will walk in the door they, they, they've, they've got a character in mind now it may not necessarily be what you're after they'll read the text all right but we know that that can shift a character you watch that first performance, and then you make a note, and you give them your direction. You give them a, a different change in direction. So then you watch it, and then that's about it. That's the audition. And then they leave the room, and you make your notes. From there, you decide, does this, is there something there? Do they have a look that I'm after? Um, is, can they take direction? Or there's just something you go, there's something magic about this person. Let's bring them to the callback. So you have your first audition, then you go to the callback. Now callbacks is when you, you bring in actors and they play with each other. Because in a callback chemistry between actors is extremely important now. So now they come back and maybe you can give a different scene. if you have a larger film or these are major roles, give them a different scene to read and they'll read the scene. Now the actors, now you're doing the same thing. They come in, they do their piece. You give adjustments to each actors and you play with them a little bit longer you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes. They go out, you bring two other people. And then you start to do, weed out all the people you don't want. To me, auditions are about eliminating the people I know just won't work. Not about choosing who I'm going to choose right now. I start to do that in in the callbacks. If you have the money and the time, then a third callback is always preferable because then you eliminate everybody else. And now you're down to say two of Jack and two of Jill right? And now you're going to switch them around and really work hard to find out. And this is the proper way of casting. Uh, There's so many books in casting out there. Actors learn different processes. There is no one way, of course, to do any of this. But in my experience of casting as a director, as a producer, and also teaching casting, uh, teaching auditions to film students, and teaching actors about casting, I find that this is the fastest and quickest way to at least find out if someone's capable of doing the role in your uh, movie.
1: These adjustments when you're uh, giving your adjustments particularly at the um, the uh, first casting call how big an adjustment is it and could you maybe give an example?
0: For me I try to go 180 degrees opposite and what that means is that I will give adjustments that maybe nothing to do with the character in the script, because I want to see range. I want to see if they can take direction. So let's say that a person comes in and the scene is written as angry. They're having an argument and it's angry. And in the script, the writers they're throwing things and they're talking and all this. Actors will read the scenes and they'll say, well, that's, what's written. That's what they want to see. So they'll come in and they'll be hot and heavy and they'll do all this. Then maybe I'll give an adjustment. Something to the effect of, you actually love this person, right? Right? I'll go totally Mm the other way. The dialogue stays the same. And so what they have to do is pull it all in now, right? Uh And now they do the scene again. And now we see a whole complete different performance if the person is a good actor, if they've listened to me. Now, understand from a director's point of view, maybe if you have a two-page scene, maybe only half a page will actually work with your adjustment but that's not what i'm what i'm doing an adjustment for i'm adjusting to see if they have range and they can take direction that's what i'm doing to find magic moments if they can do this and i see something that's magic within that i bring to the callback and then i work more and more on the script i'm doing so just to go back the audition for me is just eliminating all the people i know that just will not fit the film and then brings to the callbacks. And the work I do is in the callbacks to find the actors right for the film that I'm doing.
1: How much input do you take from other people when, as the director, uh, when you're auditioning all these actors and whatnot, how much input do you take from other people or should you take from other people?
0: This is the question of the year because in the audition, you have a casting director, you also have the producer or producers. And everybody knows what's best for the movie. Everybody knows what's cast. So every time and every director's dilemma is that you will like one actor and the producer likes the other actor. How do you work it out? Well, these, are, these are, you could probably write a whole another book on just how to do that. But it's in very individual. By going through all the adjustment stages, by going through the callback stages, everybody gets to see, is this the right person for the role? And then it's up to the director and producer. If you're still sitting there like this, then it's like, well, are you a TV director? Because you have to understand the politics of the business. I've done a lot of television as a director, and so the producers are the boss. They say, well, we know you like this person, but we like this person. We're choosing that person. I have no, I have no more say mm-hmm. in it. As a director of a feature or a short film, it's all about negotiation, talking about it, showing it. It's about you know if and if you can. Bring them back, have meetings with them, put them on camera tests, whatever it is. But this is sometimes the big dilemma. So, listening to other people is important, but listening to your gut and your heart is more important than here.
1: Great advice, Peter. I want to thank you for joining me again on uh, Rolling Tape. And could you give your email address or any contact information that you'd like?
0: Sure. Uh, People can reach me at uh, my email, which is pdm at actioncutprint.com.
1: Thank you so much, Peter.
2: Well, that's our show for today. We will uh, hopefully get our equipment fixed and get Forrest back on the show in the coming weeks. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is created by Forrest, a junior, and he's the host of Rolling Tape on YouTube, which is where... That Peter D. Marshall interview can be found in its entirety in video form as well. Uh, The show is also uh, produced and edited by me, Jeffrey Michael Bayes, author of Suspense with the Camera and Between the Scenes, available in bookstores now. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is a production of Borges Networks 2019.